This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to give an introduction to lapidary arts and discuss cabochon shaping and carving. Pretty much a 101 course, but hopefully there'll be a couple little tips and things that we can talk about. Um, this is based off of the blog that we posted at uh, radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com, and you can check that out. We have many good blogs over there and some good information for your shop, shop tips, shop supplies, and things like that that you will be interested in. All right. Um, before we get into it, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody in our groups for liking and sharing and participating. We have a huge community um, of members, thousands of downloads on our podcast, and uh, well, you know, just many, many people on different streams of media. We have been pushing toward the MeWe platform and also the um, Parlor app for free speech but we have youtube videos and also um facebook group so all those things are available for you in uh, uh just easy to get to lots of great free educational information join a community of like-minded folks um, we did post a new video on uh YouTube. It's wasn't, you know, any great finds, but we went rock hounding. We just uh, looked at some round random uh, small mountains in Riverside, California. And um, so there's some basic geology there, no real spectacular finds, but we're hoping to have something coming up in the next uh, couple weeks that will be a little bit more interesting as far as the finds go. And uh, so stay tuned for that. So let's get right into today's um, topic the introduction to lapidary arts cabochon shaping and carving well the work the artwork of working with stones is called lapidary uh, however it generally refers to small objects that are created using gem type materials these could be semi-precious or even precious gemstones um, really you could use any kind of stone or rock so the bigger ornaments or life-size statues that are created with stones don't usually fall under the um, wing of lapidary arts. Those are more like um, carvings and statues. So lapidary arts is divided into four basic types that we'll cover today. Tumbling, cabbing, faceting, and carving. So now you could divide these things down into even further categories of many kinds. Some gym cutters treat this as a hobby. They're content with just making basic ornaments and cabochons and um, cutting geodes and polishing them, giving them for birthday presents and holiday presents for friends and family. Now others like to indulge in creating more intricate cuts and designs and specialize in these things. Some folks only like to work with stones that they've found themselves, which is very rewarding. I, I liken that to the farmer that plants the seed, grows the plant, harvests it, and then is able to make something into it. Um, that is what it's like when you go out and you find the rocks and then you're able to make something into them. It's very rewarding. And of course, there's some serious gem cutters who do this as a means of earning a living or making a profit. 
But the one thing that's common amongst all these different groups is the goal is always to find beautiful gemstones, and often the most beautiful gemstones, and transform them into even prettier and more beautiful ornaments by making use of the, you know, making the best use of the material that has been provided by nature. Now, however, learning any of these different types of lapidary arts can be a long process of trial and error. Um, there's also some shortcuts and there are some ways to learn quickly. So people can still have a day off, um, uh, you know, an off day when they do it, even if they've been practicing for years and years when they try to do something new. But really, you can develop these skills very quickly. But uh, don't get discouraged if you make a mistake because everybody does that once in a while. So um, if you do this for a few years, you are going to assemble a large collection of uh of finished cabajons and leftover pieces as well and in cuts. Now, if that collection of material isn't very exciting to you, uh, it's not your first choice to work with, but it's just nice enough where you keep it in the pile or in the bucket or in the drawer, there might be some good ways you can make use of these leftover materials and, um, you know, cabajons, small cabajons, and other ideas that you can come up with. We have a blog that actually covers all kinds of interesting ideas and original unique ideas and you can look that up. Now there's a beautiful picture of some uh, Labradorite freestyle um, cabajons that are there. Now one of the things you want to do with all those rocks and minerals because usually most people start collecting them before they do things with them. Everybody has this kind of natural love of rocks and they start their rock collection and then if they take it to the next level you may be wanting to try and polish your gemstones and uh, people have been trying to do that for since the beginning of time and it has been a wonderful art but today it's pretty easy um, if what you're doing in the art is becoming redundant and there's nothing new um, that is you just need to use your imagination don't give in to those false feelings. Like I said, there's some great blogs that we have on original ideas. So the truth is, the secret is, that advanced gemstone cutting is by using your imagination. So spark your imagination, step out of your comfort zone, try something new and different. Even if you've already cut hundreds or even thousands of circles and ovals, it's time, it's time to try and start something different, something fancy. Try to create new things that serve purposes just beyond being beautiful. Maybe drawer handles or paperweights or a, cold, uh, a cord pull or a recipe card holder or ear jackets. Again, there's all kinds of great ideas in our blog under unusual ideas for lapidary. So to be more aware of what you're doing, don't just look at the shape of a rough piece when deciding what to work with. Instead, try to imagine how it can be used and what kind of shape it can take. Um, then you know whether your stone that is in your hand is going to be used for a brooch or a belt buckle or a ring or whatever it is. Just kind of take a look at it and get the feel of it and cut with the stone possibly with the shape that it's actually in that spare piece we talked about those spare little ends and pieces and that will help you make a really good decision now you also want to keep in mind how this piece is going to be used is it going to be used for a bolo or a ring so it would be a poor choice to use something with sharp ridges on a ring stone uh, it could be vulnerable to impact you know one of those corners could chip so you need to either find a different use for that particular rough piece or reshape it 
or just avoid using it altogether. So go through the process of, of observing and deciding what works best for each of these pieces before you get into the part of carving and shaping it. And that can help you get some ideas that you wouldn't have had if you didn't think ahead of time. For example, if you come up with a design idea for a pennant or a pair of earrings, um, maybe you will come up with something completely different that you didn't think of before just by kind of looking at these stones in pieces and cut off pieces that you have in your collection. So when you're working with rough pieces, you can still encounter stones that seem useless. However, it could be very possible to make them useful by combining them with other stones or other uses, like long tourmaline crystals could be too thin um, to carve, but you could they could make ex, uh, excellent baguettes that you could use to accent other gems. One of the best imagination exercises that you can do is to combine all your gems together and see what types of combinations they would come up with. Just put them all in a pile and compare the colors and textures and shapes and you might notice some kind of a combination that you hadn't noticed before um, where you can put a couple different stones in your design for your jewelry whether it be a ring or a pennant or earrings or whatever. So that's kind of more um, jewelry design. Okay. So if you have a lot of small gems lying around the house and you need some inspiration try turning them into cabochons, right? Take the technique, you can turn a collection of junk into something valuable that you will cherish and even be able to sell if you want to. It's a quick, simple process that can help you turn these ignored, rough pieces of stone into beautiful artwork. And it can be done within just a few minutes. So, you can use a bunch of cab domes as a cluster um, if they're matched in size or the colors are favorable together and make a big brooch or decorate, uh, you know, something on the top of, uh, of a, maybe an envelope holder or something like that. So in the article, we have some pictures of little tumbled stones. So there's another idea, things you can do with that. So now the next topic is creating unique and interesting shapes with these different cabochons. You can give your cabochon some unique and interesting shapes. Uh, it's a very easy way to make them special. Again, um, it might seem daunting to do a freeform cut, but uh, it's not that hard to do. All you got to do is follow the outline of your material, carve it for maximum yield. Um, if you feel really concerned about it, you can draw lines and divide it into like three layers by putting the the flat slab on a, um, you do want it to be flat at least on one side and then you can just lay a pencil down like uh, if the stone is a quarter inch then you've got um, a little over what uh, four sixteenths in there so just kind of split up and put two lines on there so that you have the different levels and you can kind of know how to layer the stone and cut it so when you follow this process of outlining the material uh, knowing what you're going to do, you're going to end up and using and freehanding it. You will always end up with some unique shape. Now I've done this a lot. I like freehand, and uh, even though sometimes my freehand shapes end up being kind of uniformed, um, and they're just not quite perfect because they're eyeballed, and that really puts some nice character on it um, if it's not too offset, you know. So they may not be the best pieces of gemstone that you create like I said there can be some little flaws but it's going to be a much better piece than if it just lays around in a drawer or in a bucket 
for for time on end. Now the technique of following the outline to cut into new shape is useful um, and uh, will help you find new ideas, especially if you feel like Lapidori is getting humdrum because once you move on from the basics and spark your your imagination to the possibilities you can create are going to be endless. You can cut flowers, animals, trees, um, bullets, teeth, uh, shapes of country, states, even the constellations if you wanted. You could take a flat stone and uh, decorate it with other stones. There's all sorts of ideas. It's not, not never ending what you can do with all those little bits and pieces. Um, you can use straight lines, convex lines, or even jagged or irregular lines if you want to get some different shapes out there and just see what it looks like. See what you come up with. Now you want to remember the fundamentals no matter what you're cutting, tapering the stone inward enough so that you can set the stone at the bottom. Um, you know, the stone has uh, got to be, um, when you set it down, the top is going to be the highest and it's got to slope down and then on the very end you need to have um, some areas for it to be anchored, however you're going to anchor it. You don't want to leave any flat areas because they're not going to polish as well and you're going to have that flat spot and it's not going to look as good. So you need to make sure you get rid of any completely flat spots. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect, but uh, you've got to get rid of those flat spots. Alright, so as you start working on the cabochon, you got to learn two basic methods for cutting. Uh, ridges and convex curves. Once you master these two techniques, you're going to be able to move on to more advanced methods. Now some tools for cabochon shaping or carving. A lot of people shy away from carving because they feel like it's complicated. The tools, you're going to have all these big tools. It's going to take a lot of time, but that's just a misnomer. It, you just need a few simple tools and accessories for carving. Um, and also you can join a gym and mineral club and usually they have nights where you can go to their shop and uh, just pay a small fee once you're a member which doesn't cost much for a family it's usually thirty or forty dollars for a family um, in here in most places and you can use their equipment anywhere from five to ten dollars a night uh, most of them that I've seen it's it's really a wonderful way and people are there to help you but if you want to do it at home, you could do it with a flex shaft or a Dremel tool. We've talked about that. We have blogs on that. Um, you know, the more fancier you get, the more they cost, but there are cheaper ones. They're on sale, um, and they're not that hard to use. Um, the, the flex shaft does take a little bit of skill as opposed to the hand Dremel type. You seem to have a little more control with the hand Dremel type at first, but the flex shaft actually gives you a lot more versatility. So if you want to really get into this, I would say get the flex shaft attachment for your Dremel and go back and forth and try the different ones and see what you like. Um, also, uh, another thing that can be useful is a drill press. Um, you can also use diamond bits on your Dremel. Um, you just have to have a way to anchor the the gemstone, and that can be done with a small vise and um, wood on either side so you don't shatter the stone if you want to drill or carve into something. So most of the these tools can be adjusted or repurposed to use horizontally as well. Now, you are going to need some carving bits and tips. Um, these can be bought, you know, at any hardware store or online or from any of the good lapidary and gym and mineral companies that are out there. 
and uh, anything will work depending on what you want to shape it with okay um, diamonds impregnated tips are going to be the most common ones for carving and polishing for use on your dremel or your um, flex shaft depending on how passionate about this you are you can get an assortment of different shapes and grits and the ones that you get at home depot um, that are not diamond um, you can do a little bit with them on the softer stones but realize these sandpapers and grits and stuff um, are going to eat up much quicker than the diamond things that are out there so um, you can do it for some of the softer stones and get away with it but you are going to eventually want to up your game and get the better um, the better bits and stuff that are with the um, diamond now if you intend to polish uh, these areas that you've shaped you're going to want to go about 1200 grit or finer so that would be very helpful for the polishing and traditionally the most common used carving materials are um, wood for for um, carving because it's it's uh, it's easy but when you use stone um, you know it's just uh, you can use wood to make tools with we've talked about that too in our blogs um, you can make wood tools and um, you can use a adhesive tape to put sandpaper on those or you can put a felt or um, leather or elk leather or regular leather and use those also for um, polishing now tools for pre-polishing and polishing uh, the secret to a good polish is going through all the steps step by step in grinding and shaping and polishing the stone okay you need all these different assortments of grits it's fairly simple you start with the hardest grits which are the um, the the lower numbers like 90 to 100 grit and then you just keep going finer and finer which would be like um, 200 grit 220 grit 400 600 and then after that you're getting into um, you know when you get to 600 that's kind of like a pre-polish and then you're getting into your polishing um, but some some sanding and polishing uh, grit grits are as high as 1200 okay um, but that can be really good for your softer stones like um, when you're trying to polish and, and shape obsidian you might want to use like a 1200 for something like that one of the most uh, useful pre-polishing tools is the uh, the Caretex wheel it consists of a silicon carbide in a rubber type matrix so when you push on this wheel it does give with your cabochon which helps you get around the edges and stuff and they have all sorts of various shapes and grits and sizes that you can get from uh, any lapidary supply another important uh, uh, tool is a hard felt brush uh, they come in a number of shapes and sizes they work well with diamonds but the only drawback is they cut rather slow they can be difficult to manage if you don't have enough patience for carving or are short on time um, if you don't use it um, don't be afraid to go with a coarser grit or felt if you do use it I mean if you do use it don't be afraid to go with a coarser grit or felt um, if your fine tool marks aren't being removed by 600 then you want to go back to um, something higher like a 4 or maybe 325 um, now felt has a lot of give and it cuts slower with the finer scratches as compared to what you expect while you're looking at size now 
Um, if you do use grits, always be sure to use its own wheel with it. Make sure that you clean out the insides of um, the area so that some of that grit that might have fallen off doesn't get on the other wheels and contaminate your other wheels. The wheels can be shaped to fit um, almost any particular need. Uh, all you got to do is hold a file while you keep it running. Okay. Um, ox oxide polishes are arguably the best way to go. They work on several stones. Usually oxide polishes are mixed with water to make a paste, but mixing them with vinegar can improve their efficiency. Of course, you got the vinegar smell, which is not that great, but um, it works. Also, diamond bort, which is uh, bort is just the cheaper diamond material that is not beautiful crystals. It's kind of white and plain, but it's hard like diamonds. This can be mixed with uh, vegetable oil to create a polish, or also they come with waxes or polishes in them that can be put on a piece of wood or on felt or brushes and used for polishing. Um, Wax-based polishes we talked about. Um, these can be good for carving they work much cooler than lapidary compounds uh, and they're easier to clean up. You usually don't use all the water with them and uh, that can work as well um, for polishing. One of the reasons people skip out on making cabajons and on this amazing hobby is because they feel it's too time consuming. Um, they feel the results might not be worth it. However, once you get into it, you're going to realize that a few simple strokes can help bring the value of simple pieces of stone and that the whole learning process is worth it, without a doubt. Um, so if you haven't got into this before, you don't have to be an expert um, that can carve everything, but you could. You could learn to carve anything you want. You could do cabochons. You can turn junk into jewelry. Um, whether you're an experienced cabochon cutter or uh, just getting started, go through your pile look at it come up with something original if you're just starting then just start off with some basic stones you can mark them you can make some shapes you can do whatever you want um, that is about it for today guys um, check out the blog check out all of our social media remember rock hounds don't die they petrify